And as you pray tonight, please pray for those to your left and to your right around you. And pray that God will minister to them and their needs. And surely pray for me. Pray for all of us tonight in this meeting place. I thank you, God, for the wonderful music. I thank, thank God for all that He does and how He blesses us each service. But you know, the greatest way I can bless God is to live my life and to share with you in living and loving one another in a way that would be pleasing to God. Because it's not anything that has to happen on Sunday. It's something that needs to happen every breath we take because every breath, as every day, is a gift from God. Would you bow your heads with me? Heavenly Father, we're grateful and we're thankful for this wonderful privilege that you have blessed us this day with. Lord, in just waking us up this morning from our sleep, we thank you and we praise you. Father God, we're just in knowing that we've been able to go through this day and accomplish a few things, Lord, that you've called us and you've, you've asked us to do, Lord, I'm thankful for. But Lord, what I'm thankful for most of all is knowing that the Holy Spirit and the power of God tonight dwells in our hearts. Thank you, God, for answering prayer in the lives of so many. I pray you bless those that are sick and shut in, Father. I pray you bless those, God, that we know of tonight, this very hour, are walking on the very shadow of death. I would pray, God, you would be near and dear them and their families. I pray, God, you pour out your strength and your grace upon those tonight that are lost and wandering in a sin-cursed and a lost world. I pray, God, you would draw them ever closer near you. Father God, may we be able to always call upon you while you're near so that we may know that you're found. May your will and your way be our greatest desire this day and each day. And we give you praise and glory and honor, Father, for all things. For we ask all things and we pray all things. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have your Old Testament Bibles with you, I'd ask you to turn with me to the book of Proverbs. The Old Testament book of Proverbs, I'm going to be in chapter 16. You know, each and every day that I read through the Word of God, I always make it a point, and I have for many years, to always read at least one chapter in the book of Proverbs and one chapter in the book of Psalms. It brings forth encouragement to me. Uh, no, I don't pick out special verses that I feel like are going to encourage me on days when I'm down or, or I'll make, bring things around me that I think I need in a certain day. But I leave that up to God because there's no one that knows what I need more than God. Proverbs 16 is one of these Proverbs that, that I've read many times and I stop and think about every morning because it talks about us and our preparation. You see, every one of us in this room tonight that one day will be in heaven for eternity, we need to be in the deep process of our preparation. A preparation not of things that the man understands. Preparations not that many people that are our closest friend would even understand. But preparations so that we know that we're preparing our lives for an eternal walk with God. It seems like when we're younger, 
I know I can speak from my own simple mind. When I turned 16 years old, the only thing I had in my mind I wanted to do so badly was to drive a car. And you know, I'll never forget the first day with my dad in the car. He said, I understand from your mother you got your driver's license today. And I smiled and said, yes. And he said, well, let's go get in the car and go around the block and let's see how well you're doing. My dad got in the passenger side of the car and I got in the driver's seat and it was back before there was seat belts. And uh, started the motor and backed out of the driveway and almost got ready to pull out into the major road there and dad said stop. And I stopped. He said, look there. And I looked, and there was a car just about to come at us. I didn't see it. He said, you're going to have to pay a lot more attention or you're going to get hurt. And, you know, I say that to you tonight because I find out in my spiritual life and my walk, if I don't pay attention, many times I get hurt. I don't get hurt always by the things that are physical as in an automobile accident, which my dad narrowly allowed us to prevent. But many times we get hurt spiritually because the aforementioned things of God, God has to place a reservation on because our lives and our heart are not prepared to receive it. I think many people, as they pray, many times ask God for things that God knows that we're not prepared to receive yet. God has some mighty and wonderful things for our lives if we trust Him and we seek Him with our whole heart. Verse 1 of chapter 16, the preparations of the heart in man in the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord weigheth the spirits. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. The Lord hath made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of the evil. Every one that is proud and hard is an abomination to the Lord, though hand join in hand, he shall not be unpunished. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. In the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. In verse 7, When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Better is a little with righteousness than great revenues without right. In verse 9, A man's heart deviseth his ways, but the Lord directeth his steps. May God tonight bless the reading of His Word. Just nine short verses from the pen of Solomon, son of David, in his book of Proverbs. About 580 B.C. was when these words were written. The year is not as important as in knowing what was going on in Solomon's heart. You see, the preparations of a man 
are made inside. When I say man, I speak of mankind. I speak not of gender. So I'm speaking to each one of you precious ladies as well as I am the men here. The preparations of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. I think one of the things that we have in our lives that we take and abuse so often is the use of our tongues. The use of our tongues. You see, many times it's so sharp it'll devour a friendship. Many times it cuts at times when it should be working to heal and to bring forth back together a bond of love and peace. You see, verse 1 tells us quite clearly the preparations of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. You see, so many times that last part of that verse we omit in our life and our walk every day. Would you say amen? The part as being from the Lord. I know many people that before they speak, they take quite a while to open a mouth and say a word. I'm thankful many times for those people and those friends because they're thinking about what they're going to say and they're thinking about the ramifications of how those words will be shared and be received to the ones that are being spoken to. But what I thank God for the most is not the words as that are spoken as much as what we know the words come forth from our heart if we're seeking for our heart to be as God's. You see, it's easy to mimic the things in this world, the people in this world. There was a little article that I read just this afternoon about a young man that wanted so desperately to play football from the time he was a little boy. All he could see and looked at all the days was he always looked at those great big football players as they went and carried the ball down the football field. And he would always tell his friends and his family, one day... I'm going to do that. One day I'm going to, I'm going to be big and strong and one day I'm going to do exactly what they're doing. One day, one day. But you see that little boy as he grew up and he still had that great inward desire to play football and do well in sports. He found out that something happened in his life physically as he woke up one morning and found that he had polio. And you see this Young boy, all his dreams and all his hopes were all dashed in a matter of a few hours when a doctor came by their home and said, your son is suffering from the first onset of polio. And at this time, polio was going all around and there was no vaccines for it. And the doctor told the mother that your son will just probably get worse, not better. Just make him comfortable. Exercise him as often as he'll let you. And we'll just pray that he won't have to go on an iron lung. That little boy laid there after hearing those words from the doctor to his mother and wept. You see, his dreams of playing football 
his dreams of running and being strong and big as those other people that he looked up to, they all went away with one doctor visit. And you know, as the story continued and I got interested and I read deeper and deeper into the story, one thing changed in that little boy's heart. And God had to do that work. That little boy saw that those that were big and strong were not only those that carried the football, but were those that carried the love of God with them everywhere they were. And where he couldn't carry a football anymore, his mother would read at his bedside every night the Bible to him. Every night they would pray together. You see, his dad was off in war. It was just him and his mother. And the little boy grew stronger and stronger and stronger in spirit. And his body grew weaker and weaker and weaker every day from the polio. And after a year or two, the young man got another visit from a different doctor. And the doctor said, I have some very good news for you. We have a vaccine that we can give you for this. And you've already got a very extensive case of polio. It's not going to take away the things that have changed, and it's not going to help the limbs that you have now that seem like rubber. It's not going to help you to walk any better, but it's going to allow you to live. And the young boy knew then why. His mother continued to maintain that faith by his bedside every night. And that mother rejoiced in knowing God had heard her prayers in that little bedside meeting they had every night before the little boy laid down. I share that story with you for one reason, because number one, it's true. And number two, the little boy's dreams that he dreamed about being a great giant football player and carrying that ball He never did. But it was a time that came up some 25 years later when the little boy was offered an opportunity to stand before his church and share with the people within his congregation what God had done for him. He rolled himself up then, ramped there in the wheelchair as he couldn't walk. Somebody opened the Bible up for him because his limbs would not allow him to open the pages. And he looked down and he bowed his head and he prayed and he thanked God that God had offered him a brand new day and a chance to carry so much more than a football. For now he carries the Word of God with him in his heart. Thankful to his mother. Thankful for the Word of God. And as I read that story, I couldn't do anything but weep because so many times you and I, beloved, look at things in life and wonder, why is this? Why would God let this go on? And why would God not let me have this until then? And why do I have to wait on things? And and God, do you even hear me? Many times we pray. And you know, I think many times that's probably what Solomon thought as he wrote the Proverbs. If we look in a little bit later in verse number 4, hear these words, and I think you'll understand a little deeper. The Lord hath made all things for Himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. 
We wonder sometimes why God does the things that God does, don't we? But you see, verse 3, many times we fail to commit to our heart and our walk and our spirit. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. You see, it's not about us. It's about the will of a righteous and a mighty God. It's about His will for your life and His will for my life. And it's about what God wants us to do. Does God desire every day for us to carry the football? Not always. But as a believer, God gives us a commandment that we should always carry His love to one another and we should always share His love with one another. His love doesn't always come out in a four-letter word, L-O-V-E. I know some precious people in my life that hardly ever do I hear them say the word love. But you see, they don't have to always say it because they show it and they share it and they receive it. And I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful to God they're in my life. Everyone that is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though hand join in hand, he shall not be unpunished. Yes, I want you to be clear to understand that what we sow we shall also reap in all the things we do in life. I hear too many times people wonder if God's punishing them. And I always give them an immediate answer. I personally don't know. But I do know this. God loves you. And I can't help but think about the many times that my own earthly mother and father would always tell me, I need to punish you. But you'll never understand the pain it's going to cost me before I ever lay a hand on you. And you know, it took me a lot of years to understand that's truth. But once I understood it as an adult, having my own children, having my own precious wife, having my own friends, I understood what mom and dad were talking about and how wise mom and dad were. Verse 8, better is a little with righteousness, with God, than great revenues without right. I think I mentioned to you already about waking this morning and walking outdoors and at a very early hour and God spoke to my heart that I needed to look up. I looked up and I saw a beautiful, clear sky. I saw stars everywhere I looked. I saw half of a moon, very clear, not a cloud in the sky. On a warm, on a warm night. And I fell to my knees and I prayed and I worshiped God. You see, so very few times these days I hear anyone tell me, that I fell to my knees today and I fell and I worshiped God. 
But you see, for us to have a relationship, beloved, with God, we have to know how we should worship God and how God desires us to worship Him. It's not with loudness. It's not with many words. It's with compassion and grace. You see, every one of us today have an opportunity, beloved, to spend eternity in heaven with God because of God's amazing grace. There's no other reason. And there's no other word for it than amazing. That God would love us so much that He would send His only begotten Son to die on a cross. And that whosoever shall believe in Him should not perish. But we can have everlasting life. I trust tonight you know what I'm speaking of. And I trust surely tonight that you understand what eternal life means. You know, all the Bible gives us in the book of the Revelation is a glimpse. Just a small twinkling of a glimpse of heaven's glory. But you know, every day in my life, I have to stop and think, well, God, this day surely has been a glimpse of heaven because, Father, You're in it. Because the people You bless me with are in it. Because Your love, Your power, and You're walking beside me, Lord, are surely present. I don't know where any of you are tonight with your spiritual walks before God. I can only speak of my own self. And if you remember at the beginning of the service, one thing that I wanted to pray about and I wanted to be prayed for for me was I want a closer walk with God. I want to walk with God in a way where we're hand in hand. I want to walk with God in a way that I know there will never be separation. Where I'll never have to turn and look and say, God, where are you? And I always want to know that God will use me the way God sees fit to use me. Even if God desires to use me up, every day I pray, God, use me. And you know, I'm thankful that God's faithful. And I'm thankful that every day of my life, I can call on His name. And He hears my prayers and my petitions. On behalf of those of you that I love and know in this world and the situations within it. The Bible's so clear that we don't know what tomorrow holds. But I know one thing He holds us in the palms of His hand. And no one, no one, the word says, can snatch us out. Beloved, if you believe that tonight and you trust that tonight, I'd ask you to bow your heads with me. And let's pray together and let's seek God tonight at the close of this service and this invitation to just allow God to work in a mighty way. You see, it's not about where we are. It's not about how we're dressed. and It's not about the automobile we drive or the money in the bank. It's about what has God done in your heart? What has God done and rearranged in my life and my heart? Father, I'm a humbled, 
and I'm thankful for this wonderful privilege you've given us tonight to come together in one, as one body, as one church, under one God. Lord, I know with as many people that will hear this message, that many will wonder and ask, who is this Jesus? Who is this God that He speaks of? Father, speak to their hearts. Lord, all I can do is share the Word and teach the message and share the examples of life, God, that You place in my path. Lord, I can surely speak to their ears, but Father God, only the Holy Ghost can speak to their hearts. Father, would You speak to their hearts? Would You lift them and encourage them as we all walk each day in a battle of life? Lord, some days it seems like the enemy's everywhere and we're unarmed. But Lord, we know we're never unarmed if we have the Word of God in our hands or in our heart. Father, walk with those that are lost. Lead and guide them, Father, tonight that are walking on the very edge of life. May they feel Your sweet presence and Your wonderful Spirit tonight, God to be manifested in their lives. Bless each need, Father God, that's represented here tonight. So many, so many days, so many needs, God, that we have. And I'm thankful, God, that You take time to count the hairs upon our very heads. Lead us, Father, guide us and direct us through this pathway we call life. Lead us on the path, Father, of righteousness for Your name's sake. And Father, may the shed blood of Your beloved Son, our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, whom died on behalf of our sins so that our sin debt could be paid in full. May, Father God, You be praised. I ask and I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. This concludes tonight's live worship service. We pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit, each one listening has been blessed through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. We invite you to join us back again next week for another live outreach worship service as we together continue praising Jesus Christ. Those tonight who have made decisions to follow Christ, desiring additional biblical resources, or anyone with special prayer concerns are personally invited to visit the Praising Jesus ministry website. The web address is www.praisingjesus.org. That address again is www.praisingjesus.org. We want to thank each of you tonight for listening. We invite you back again next week as together we seek God to guide, mold, and speak to our hearts and lives through the power of the Holy Spirit. Good night and may God bless each of you is my prayer.